Welcome back to Truly Rotten Tomatoes. We're all so back live in the room. Mm. We oh, got your boy. yeah. We got your boy Morgan here. You want to lay some funk on the guitar for me, Morgan? Mm, this is my podcast voice. Yes, that's very good. And we got Mitch is back in the hot seat. It sounds so much better in real life. It really does. And wow. We've, and we've got Declan in the cold seat. Wow, this cold seat just got a little warmer. And of course, <laughs> uh, yours truly, Hayden. Truly rotten. I miss making fart jokes with you boys in real time. The delay on Twitter is just ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't want to say this because it was a bit of a secret, but we've been doing these remotely. We've been practicing as socially distant as you can do a podcast. But now we're back in the same room. We're holding hands and our pants are off. Mm. And what are we talking about? What movie? Because it's not one on the list that I saw. No, this this called for a, a special episode. We had to get together ASAP. No guests allowed. It's like a breaking news ticker kind of thing. Like, dit, 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 dit. That's right. And That's what it was. We, we all, one of us realized that this movie had made its way onto streaming platforms. And as soon as it triggered in one of our minds, the rest of us also realized it simultaneously through some kind of telekinesis. Yeah. Our text message. I oh, like sorry. A- That's, I've been pronouncing yeah. that wrong for years. <laughs> That's what you thought SMS stood yeah, for. Yeah. Telekinesis. <laughs> I had like a, a newspaper just like swizzle in front of my face. <laughs> and Paul just, Hogan has a new movie. Crocodile Dundee 4, out now. Oh, and by movie, I mean tomato. Tomato Damn, film. it's been a while. It has been a while. A little, a little rusty bit. on the old tomato rule. So Actually, what's this movie called and what's it about? Mr. Excellent. What is it? The very excellent Mr. Dundee. Yeah. What a title. I I watched this movie and halfway through, I was like, we got to make an episode. So I didn't make any notes. I didn't make any any pizza. I didn't do anything for this. (laughs) You didn't even order a pizza. I didn't even order a czar for this. Fuck, man. Yeah. It means you're serious. So I believe Morgan hit us up and he was like, hey, we should do an episode on this movie because it's pretty bad. Uh, It's Paul Hogan as an 80-year-old man playing himself. My favorite thing about this movie is that he plays a character who's in Hollywood, who's retired, who just really doesn't want to do anything except hang out with his grandchild, Mm. but he keeps getting dragged into things. And they're all great things. It's like, Paul, you got to come to England. You want to get like the queen wants to knight you. (laughs) And he's like, oh, do do I I have have to? to? (laughs) And then it's just a series of these kind of things. You got to come to this red carpet event and he just really doesn't want to. But you're watching a movie where you assume the same thing happened. You're like... He's been pulled into this yeah. movie and he doesn't want to be there, but he's still doing it. So it's this weird seesaw of like, I know he doesn't want to be doing this. He would much rather be at home playing with his grandchild. And he's like, if it's about my life, that's what's going to happen in the movie as well. The mere fact that the movie was made, I think, is proof. Did you of say meerkat? The meerkat <laughs> of this movie that was made is just one of the greatest meerkats you'll ever see. <laughs> you go to Mogo Zoo, mm. it's there. You go to Taiwan, it's there. It gets around. I'm it's saying this is a meerkat. busy meerkat. You know, you <laughs> keep talking about meerkats. Did, did you watch The Lion King instead of The right. the, the Crocodile Hunter oh, or whatever it was called? I thought it was Crocodile Dundee 4, The yeah. Lion King. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can we, can we, okay, I want no. to take it back. <laughs> just, yes, yes. We are in the we're bit. Already, we're swimming in it. This is our fourth take, Mitch. I'm not restarting. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have notes. I, I have so many notes. Like um, studio notes. Studio like, notes. No, I well, think the audience needs a fight scene 10 minutes, every 10 minutes. Well, I was crying my <laughs> eyes out. Um, no, oh, I, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about the memory of, of Crocodile Dundee <laughs> um, and how much joy it brought me. 
mm. and Crocodile Dundee two. Mm. Uh, uh, have you guys seen? I, I, I rewatched re- 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 both of them. Of them. <laughs> I rewatched both of them about a month ago, and I'd already seen them three or four times before that because wow. I quite like them. It's like Star Wars. I yeah. need to know more about the universe, but. I don't really like this universe. Do these both have? Do they both have Death Stars Meerkats. in them as oh, well? Oh, Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have um, uh, uh, Paul Hogan. That's There's the that famous star one. That's not a Death Star. Oh, this is a Death he's Star. He's a star that's still alive. Paul Hogan's star is shining bright as mm. this movie shows. Now there are a few other washed up old famous people in this movie, right? It's not mm. just Hogs. Are we just going to jump right to John Cleese as his <laughs> driver? <laughs> I was going to start with Chevy Chase. But Chevy yeah. Chase owns in this movie. Yeah, But Chevy John Chase Cleese. always owns, let's be honest. So they have this Chevy weird, Chase. This weird joke on. where Chevy, Chevy Chase keeps bragging chase. about having an Oscar, which he doesn't have. Like, that's in the he movie doesn't? universe. Okay. He, right. he has an Oscar, but he was obviously never nominated for an Oscar. But Paul Hogan rightly says in the movie... Oh, I was nominated for an Oscar yeah. for best writing of Crocodile Dundee. And that is true. Yeah. He was Oscar nominated writer, Paul Hogan. See, that's another I nail in the coffin of, I, I think this is a very carefully constructed facade of his own where he's like, ah, I don't care about any of this showbiz stuff. And oh, I don't want to do this movie, but it's all just him rewriting his image of yeah. Um, what 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 wasn't he mm. embezzling money or like he definitely da- had like a big tax debt. dodging tax and having yeah. money in like offshore accounts and, and he had a big like fight that. with the ATO. Um, that would have been a great movie <laughs> if he'd addressed all that <laughs> well, stuff. Well, you got to come back to yeah. Australia to fight the tax. Could office. have made it like Hugo Weaving and um, what's his name from Sea Change in the Bank. David Wenham. David Wenham. Was Hugo Weaving in that? No, it was the, the Italian man. Yeah, Vince Glossimo? No, the other one. Eric Benar? No, the Eric other one. Bandana? Eric not, not, Bandana? No, Eric no, not, not the Wog you Boy. Know, the, no. Uh, uh, oh, Wog Boy? Not the Wog Boy. Nick Giannopoulos. Wayne Hope. No, you've gone too source. far. He's, well, he's, Con the Frutera. No, yes, but no. He's, Mark he's Mitchell. Him. No. That's when you could be fake Italian. The, he's, he's got a puffy face. He was in a movie that won lots of accolades. He was recently in a Australian drama called oh, Sunshine. Yes, the Didn't, didn't hey, you right. work with Antonio Palacios? Declan Shrubber. Let's get him on the phone now. I'm going to call Hello, this is Anthony LaPalaya. How may I help you? Is it you, the Italian guy with the puffy face Hayden was talking about? <laughs> yes, it, it is me. Admittedly, my face is quite puffy. Tell us your best Hogan story. <laughs> Hoagsy. That takes me back. <laughs> when I was a young lad, I saw the Crocodile Dundee We're recording movie. Gotta go. Okay, see, see, see you later. Apalia. Thank you see very much. I'll give you some real time. Tri- trivia. He, um, I think he spent some time in Canberra <laughs> as part of the AIS Institute of Sport soccer team i think he was a goalie he was like a near professional soccer player yeah, growing okay. up yeah a uh, big fan i think he owns part of one of the a-league franchises or is like you know a, a stakeholder in it uh, in some i way. can tell you a story about anthony lapalio my wife went to um university with a girl who um uh i, I i'm not too sure that she, she was either a remove your clothes person for money or a um, sex worker. I don't know if they're the same thing. Whether you, if you take your clothes off, are you a sex worker? Mm. Or you're a, sex industry a sex adjacent. Yeah. Almost. What were you yeah. from the other day about somebody who uh, makes money by putting their clothes on? Was that something? Yeah, Mate, I do that every yeah. morning. <laughs> 
Except yeah. for on Saturdays and Sundays. Those are, those are tracky dack days. <laughs> what, that's all you do? You yeah. just put clothes Technically, on? Technically, like, think money. about anyway. it. Because if you don't wear clothes to work, you'll get fired. So exactly. the boss is making you wear clothes, technically paying you to Okay, and that's, but that's the only requirement of both your jobs? You yes. just put clothes on and turn yes. up and that's You've it? you got to show up. I'm a mannequin. I'm a living mannequin. Anyway, um, yeah, shoot, so my wife went mood. to uni with a girl who was a sex worker or something and she Online like... stripper or a real stripper? A real, uh, an IRL stripper or something like this and Damn. she like... Virtual reality, ended up like reality. Whoa. Ended up, I don't know, with like famous football stars and stuff and then eventually ended up with Le- Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia and now they're married. Now they're married? Dude, they're married. Really? Yeah. I think I yeah. met this person. You know, Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah, but also... When he was his, at AIS. Let's that's call him up. Yeah. Let's call him up and find out. So when I worked with LaPaglia very briefly on a television show, mm. I was the runner. I was like the lowest of the low, but I had to pick up people from the airport, take mm. them to the set, take them to the hotel. That was like my job. Mm. And I had to pick up LaPaglia, who was like the big star of this show. They flew him in from LA because that's where he lived. And um, <laughs> the one thing I remember is they told me... Firstly, they were like, we, we're not sure if we're going to give you his phone number because we just, yeah, you're like the lowest person on here. Mm-hmm. You do have to, you do, I have to have everyone's yeah, phone number because I'm yeah. always like, hey, I'm picking you up. Mm-hmm. I'm out the front or whatever. Um, but then they were like, oh, he said it's okay for you to have it. So I was picking him up from the airport and I think someone had told me like he'd recently been divorced from his wife of like 25 right, years. Right. So they're like, you know, just, I don't know, don't mention that or whatever. Yeah. And so I picked him up and he had this young girlfriend and, and she was like 21 or whatever. And yeah. he's like in his 50s. And um, the, the one thing I remember was we got to the Canberra airport. We were going down to go to the car because I'd picked him up from the uh, What arrivals. was he shooting in Canberra? Sorry. TV show story. called The Code. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, right, um, right, 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 right. he goes, he's, he's with his girlfriend. It's me. I'm just trying to be quiet and act normal. And, and he just goes to his girlfriend. See, look, I told you. And he's pointing at the sign in the elevator and it says Schindler's because it's Schindler's lifts. And he'd, <laughs> and he'd like obviously said, we have a brand in Australia of lift called Schindler's yeah, lifts. Right. Like probably on the flight, like uh-huh. hours before. But yeah, I found that really funny. That's an awesome <laughs> yeah. thing. And that makes him the greatest person as like a, as a single memory of a person. If you never know anything else about them, that yeah. just makes them a genius. <laughs> um, but did you guys see the last episode of The Code? Uh, and do you know what The Code was? I know what the code was. I did not see the code. What was the code? Um, we'll say, we'll say, we'll say, <laughs> say it at the, we'll the same time. We'll say it at the same time. It's not just a password that they said in the show. Tarot Cash. Tarot Cash. Tarot Cash. What? Yeah. That was the code. That was the code. I don't know what it was. It was so good. That was the code at the end of the Yeah, the whole movie, the whole series. It was all leading up to What's the fucking code? What's the code? What's the code? What's in the code? It was Tarot Cash. The code was Tarot Cash. It was easy. It was easy wearing Because that's where they all worked. Yeah, they were just trying to figure out how to log into the point of sale system. I don't get in. We can't sell this shit. And the line's getting longer and longer. That was (laughs) the whole series. People talk about like some of the most stressful movies and TV shows ever made. That was, you just, it was gripping from the start to the finish. Anyone who's worked in retail could feel it. Single shot, no soundtrack, black and white, sepia, upside down. It was crazy, man. I liked it. Now, why are we talking about this? Why? 
Anthony Lapala is not in the <laughs> very excellent Mr. Movie. Dundee. He's- he might be the only Australian <laughs> yeah, actor is. who doesn't show up in this thing. Oh, man. You know, oh, my, okay, well, we can go through our one by one. Cause, what, who cause, our favourite Australian can, can actor I can't remember show up was? the way the movie works first. Yes. So, as, as you so rightly. I think when I wanted to do this episode, I was like, ASAP, because I knew I was going to forget everything that happened. And, and that now has I've forgotten happened. everything. So what yeah. about Crocodile ASAP? Crocodile ACP. Okay, well, okay. The the basic premise of it is it's curb your enthusiasm. Yes. But yeah, you're right. It's yeah. trying to make someone look good. Yes. Not no, yeah. funny, and a- that's a- why. I don't think it. I don't think it sets out to make him look good. I no, think but as, as Morgan said, there is a bit of bag. like a rewriting your own legacy, or even yeah. just like a don't forget who I am yeah, kind he's, of thing. He's just it yeah. Starts he's just off with a big montage of like yeah, Paul see, Hogan oh, yeah. was no, the no, biggest guy. That's the funniest scene. That's the funniest scene because they're like Paul Hogan is a household name, and then they're like, in case you don't know who he is, and they explain everything about. Movies right after saying he's a household yeah. name, that's like, that's that's true. That was jarring. But and, they and the very specific title that he has of like the most successful independent Australian movie of all time or something yes. is like yeah. you know he's still holding on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's not even the most successful Australian independent movie. It's it just, just the most successful independent film of all time. And I was like, mm. is it? Wouldn't that that's be like the, 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 the Blair Witch Project or, 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 or yeah? Oh. Or the, or, Maybe it maybe Blair Witch is like if you take the percentage of what the budget was and then yeah. and then that made the most back, but let's say mm-hmm. it costs like fifty grand to make and you made two hundred million, that's like the biggest increase. But if Crocodile Dundee cost fifty million and made five hundred million, it still made more yeah. overall, you know. So maybe I've- it's I don't know, you're getting into what Crocodile kind of Dundee number? was pretty massive, right? Yeah, like, yeah. C- I mean, CD yeah. was huge, man. CD was massive. So yeah, and it sounds like not only that, but yeah, obviously Paul Hogan was in Australian tourism ads and like brought tons of money to Australia mm. because people have ever since then. And clearly Steve Irwin was a Crocodile Dundee character right. almost, right. right? And that was huge as well. So. I, I, feel I watched like that movie on... recently as well, the Crocodile <laughs> Hunter movie. That is really movie. weird. Fuck yeah. It. It's <laughs> like a movie intercut with him actually wrestling with like real, real animals. animals. Yeah, yeah. like documentary so style. The story's really tattered, but... But it's, it's, a, it's like a spy movie, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's like, it's oh, like American spies yeah, yeah, in Alice yeah. Springs. Mike um, Zubansky's in it. Mike Zubansky has a farm. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's yeah, it's great. But I've never seen him do it's what he does pig. before. And in yeah. this movie, Steve Irwin is like he's he's, he's, he's a one good, of a right? kind like entertainer, and uh, but also doing what he's he's just doing what he's doing. But he's right, so entertaining as he joke. does it. Yeah, um, what did, you, did you guys see CD3 in Los Angeles? That's the one that I'd never seen. Yeah, and I really want to now. So the the movie is just um, Paul Hogan going around Hollywood, just trying to be a quiet, reserved Paul Hogan. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he's got an agent who, for some reason, can't stop trying to get him jobs, even though he should clearly just fire the agent because he's got no interest yeah. in being famous That's anymore. Change yeah. your phone but it's number just the, and whole, no one will call you. the whole movie is essentially like them trying to land him a job or like revitalize his career, which is dead. But every step of the way, something goes wrong and he gets an even, he gets a horrible name in the public space for, yeah, you know, oh, just right. fallies, clumsy, yeah. falls into terrible situations. Um, but I will come to his defense and say, I don't think that, you know, that the introduction where they're like, it's just like a montage of news clips talking about who he is and why he's famous. I think that was done for the benefit of anyone who's not over 28 who does it? Who wouldn't have actually known who he was? You know, you yeah. still have to try and 
yeah. approach He's some kind of He's been semi-retired for a good while. Mm. And good I still I, I enjoyed watching the life summary of him as well. I, mean, I thought yeah, I, yeah, cool. Paul Hogan was, I learned I some stuff. Thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot there. Um, and you know, I was I was kind of like fr- from how jarring the very beginning is, which I yeah I can't remember mm. what happened. Yeah, to yeah I'm like what I, I I did write this down. It's certainly <laughs> not a plot heavy movie. It's 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 basically just like a guy wandering through scene after. Yeah, scene. it's sketches, right? Yeah. It's like what can go wrong in this scenario, and which famous yeah. person oh, will be brought into it. Okay. Yeah, our our opening is uh, a, oh, a bunch of snake. children yes. uh, oh, who were like, yeah. please, Mister Dundee. And uh, there's like kids on a field trip out yeah. in in California, just yep. like out in the desert, I guess. And, and he's he happens to be walking past. Yeah, that with that actor. Australian he's guy. He's with the same guy that is in Crocodile Dundee. Oh, like the, he's, oh. The, he's the barman. I've or seen I've seen that bar. guy in like Underbelly and yeah, like a bunch of Australian shows. I think in Rake as well. But yeah, I was like, why is this guy in LA with him? Right. But that Roy, happens Roy probably five to ten times know. in this in this. Yeah, tomato. he still hangs out with the guy that was hanging out with him in yeah. the Crocodile Dundee universe. And for some <laughs> ha- reason, he also hangs out with the guy from Die Hard, Reginald. Uh, what's his name? I just v, know him v. As, Johnson or something like I don't that. Know what you're I know him about as uh, Carl or, or yeah. the cop from Die Hard. Yeah. And yeah. Die Hard too, I think. And Die Hard. Yeah. Di- I'm pretty sure he's in both. Carl from Billy Madison. That's um, the only Carl character yeah. I know outside of Simpsons. I'm la- I'm I was about to it. say, what about Carl from The Simpsons? But um, <laughs> he was in that that show. His the name's Simpsons. Reginald v- Vell Johnson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was the dad in Family Matters, which is the show Urkel was in. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, right. And they make that joke about it. Um, they call out, someone calls out so to him on the street. What is, oh, what is, yeah. what is the plot That's to this? Right. Okay, so, so oh, the, actually, Mitch was okay, at, okay. For, first scene. First scene. So, this kicks us off. So he, he uh, uh, approaches the snake. He's, ma- he's pressured into approaching a snake. Yeah. He realizes it's some kids, dead. Some kids are on a field trip. They see a snake like on the path. Right, right. And, and one, the teacher or something is like, oh, Crocodile Dundee's here. Can you do something? Exactly. He's an 80-year-old man on a bushwalk. <laughs> like, but he's Just in the desert. Gear. And and he and then so he says, Oh, it's dead and they're like, Oh, no, the other one and then there's a live snake and then he gets a stick and flicks it at a teacher's face. Ah. Which then sparks E. T. Yeah, and all these right. entertainment all of a blogs right, yeah. turning on being like, yeah. Whatever so happened he, to He's Paul trying Hogan? to do something to the snake and it I guess it like does it climb up his stick and like he flicks it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it jolts. He accidentally face. throws it oh, onto a teacher. Right. And we get the first of what I think was at least six yeah. news montages. Right. And this happens throughout the movie over and over again. It was the most unrealistic thing to Paul see Hogan people reporting at home, Paul Hogan. <laughs> just sitting in his mansion in the dark watching TV. And it's like, Paul Hogan's in the news today. Do you guys remember Crocodile Dundee? He threw a snake at a teacher. And it's like, te- you know, a cut of like 10 different... Every show he's changing the channel to. They're all talking about him. Right. This happens so many times. You're like... Dude, you haven't been on TV that much. They're not talking about you on Entertainment Tonight. The problem is he doesn't get pissed off enough about it. Like, he's yes. pretty old, but he's just like, ah, yeah. they got a oh. story about me on the news again. Yeah. Got a, ah, oh, bloody hell. We talked about this like, in the, in the Bolero like, episode. I like the way he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I thought it was very thing. much like Bo Derek in Bolero, where it's like, water off a duck's yeah, back. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. It's but, awesome. But I, I, like, I should have some reaction to this, but it's just like, well, this is happening again, but I'm not going to do anything or complain or anything. I'm just going to kind of like accept it and 
yeah, it doesn't mean anything to me at all. It, it was, means the whole movie, like, what are the stakes? What is, what is happening stakes. in this movie? <laughs> no, you're right. Like, what is, what well, the stakes are, Hogs needs to stay out of trouble hmm. so he can get knighted by the Queen That's because right. her favourite movie is Crocodile Dundee but it, 3. Yes. It turns that was out, funny oh, too. They, her favourite one was the worst <laughs> one. Her favourite one was the worst, yeah. Um, there are heaps of good there, jokes there in this movie. Yeah. I found it really funny. So, so what you just said though, the stakes there... Don't, the stakes don't matter to him because he specifically says, I don't want to go to England. I don't care about a stupid knighthood. Like he, he has no interest in that, but the people around him are like, it's the queen. You got to do it. Yeah. And then he, he could take it or leave it. He's Skyping with like his six year old granddaughter in Australia. And she's like, yeah, she's starting at a new school and she feels uncomfortable at the school. And the only person he seems to care about is this granddaughter of his. And she's like, I told everyone at school that you're getting knighted. And suddenly he has to actually take yeah, that seriously. that's true. Because yeah. he doesn't want to let down his granddaughter. So, so at that point, he's, he's been openly like, I don't care about that's this. That's right. And then immediately gets a call from his granddaughter. He's like, all the kids at school are like, he's not getting knighted. And I said, he is. <laughs> oh, that was pretty don't, funny. Don't make me a liar, granddad. Because yeah. he literally like, oh, just told it. his agent that he didn't want to do it. And yeah. she just told that. And then he's like, oh, actually, I want to do it now, yeah. love. Um yeah, there are, there are good jokes in this. Like the there Chevy Chase thing. Chevy Chase was explaining something at, at lunch where like if you knock a plate off the table... If you've had an Oscar, you can treat waiters like shit, yeah. basically. And then later on in the movie, Paul Hogan's having dinner with Heather from Sea Change. And, mm. and she's like, I think that's Chevy Chase over there. And you're just here in the background. Yeah, like the someone sound of the smashing. Yeah. Just, oh, waiter. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. And when, when he, when, the first time when Chevy Chase knocks the plate off and it smashes, he like complains to the... To the waiter that it happened and the waiter like says oh sorry sir we're, we're gonna start thinking about gluing them to the table <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it, there's some funny bits but yeah this the movie is essentially just a series of escalating reasons for him to get in the news for bad reasons yeah a really good one is he's he's uh, he meets up with olivia newton john <laughs> And she asks him to go. <laughs> she's like, John, it's like a Grease karaoke performance yeah. or something. Yeah. And she's like, Travolta didn't show up. It's, it's a charity for I children. I really wanted yeah. John Travolta and, to yeah, be same, well. same. Same. Real bad. They teased he's him been, at the beginning and I was like, oh, is Johnny, that why we're watching it? He's been yeah. present in so many movies. Why was he not there? He's the I took a photo. the this podcast that keeps but, me going. So, so, so he has, he's been enlisted by Olivia Newton-John to go to some charity for children, like disadvantaged children or something like this. And he, right, he yeah. rocks up there. He's driven. We'll get more into this later. He's driven by like an Uber driver who just happens to be John Cleese. Mm, who's playing now, himself. Yeah, who's now an Uber driver. What's his and he gets dropped off. He Uber gets driver. dropped off at the wrong event. So across the road is this small event for oh. children. But he gets dropped off at like their parody version of the BET, the Black Entertainment Awards. I yeah. think it's the BTC Black Television something yeah and and so he's being interviewed on the red carpet and he's referring to like little disadvantaged <laughs> little kids children. and stuff it's just like just i just want to go in there and help you know you got people up some of them are going to get up there and sing and i just want to <laughs> get in there they think they're good and i want to get in there and show them and like yeah. these black um people these black presenters who are asking really the questions on the on the red carpet now <laughs> is that before or after he's had a meeting with a studio who were talking about doing a crocodile dundee four and mm. they're like, we want Will Smith to play yes, your son. Yes, it's after, and so which is also very yeah. funny to me. And so he's trying to say like, well, I don't think that'll work. And they're like, 
Well, why, what do you mean? And he and he, and he keeps it, he keeps being about to say that's yeah, the frustrating be, because thing. because he's black and I'm white. And someone else, another black guy, yeah, walks into right. the room. He's like, "Oh, it's Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> we love you." What were you about to say? And he's about to say, and it happens like three times. All these black people are in there, and he eventually says like. Well, Will Smith's black and I'm white, so it doesn't make sense that he's my no, son. No, he doesn't. He no, doesn't. He, doesn't. Say that, he just he says, says, "Like, cool, he's black because he's black." <laughs> yeah, and then it just ends. It's yeah. a really long scene. Yeah, and you, you know, know where where going exactly what's going to happen, and then he says it, and then it just ends. I yeah. liked yeah. it. Frustrating because anyone about this movie, anyone in their right mind would not say that. They they deal with it more. Yeah, and then I think it cuts to him afterwards being like, "Well, I was just trying to say, like, my wife in the movie was white as well." So yeah. it just doesn't make sense that we'd have a black child. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you blew that. You blew that meeting. So then he goes to Black Entertainment. He also tells them he that the little that kids up. need a disadvantaged kids need a leg up, and they yeah, that's right. And so these things keep happening. And after everyone, he goes home, watches TV. You <laughs> get this wrap up of like Paul Hogan's fucked up again. Yeah, he just turns racist. on entertainment news as He's soon like, as oh, he gets home. Like, oh, I hate this industry. Let's see what's on <laughs> entertainment <laughs> news. Like, to me, that's so funny because. The last time he would have seen himself in the news would have probably been his fight with the ATO. <laughs> and that's also like fairly yeah. Australian. I doubt but it was on American entertainment news. No, he's gone. He's totally like, gone from the public eye. Yeah. Like that's not well, happening at all. He wasn't recently because there was one other thing. That movie with Michael Caine? Well, no, Michael Caton. <laughs> Michael Caton. Michael Caton. Wait, that was oh, strange, strange bedfellows. bedfellows. That was like yeah. 2004. That was like 15 years ago. Same director go as, as the very excellent Dundee, though. Are you oh. serious? And he also did Charlie and Boots. So he's done three oh. movies with Hoax. Oh, and he's also the director of that movie you like that's just about Australians telling a joke called. Um, oh, what's it called? That's not my dog. That's not my dog. Oh, we have to review that yeah. movie. So I hate that the same, movie. The same guy made all of these movies. Paul Hogan's in that. He, and he, he tells a good a joke really about good... sheds. Oh, is Paul Hogan in it too? So that's four times they've worked together. Okay. So he did... Char- this, the same director of this movie did uh, Charlie and Boots with Paul Hogan and Shane Jacobson. And of course, Shane, Shane Jacobson, Jacobson and his brother... The other Jacobson, who looks real similar to him, has a brief role in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like front row in some scene where they're... It might in be the, the, the grease scene where yes, he's like yelling scene. at him and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. You guys ever see Kenny, the one with the toilet? Yeah. 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 So that was... That. Is that, that good? Yeah, that was yeah, made was, was by Shane good. Jacobson and his good. brother. I want to say his brother's name's Clay. Okay. Clay. So wait, you're saying the director of this movie is a all good those friend things. of Hogue's and has done like three other movies with he's him. He's also That's done. Crazy. I was looking through his Wikipedia. He's done like Hogan specials and stuff. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes. Did he do the uh, Lightning Jack? Lightning Jack's a movie. Yes, I, he, I think seen. he did. Lightning Jack was referenced in this movie, and I don't. Wait, what's yeah. this guy's name? Paul Murphy. Paul Murphy. Paul Lightning a, Jack Murphy. I let me think. have a quick. Uh, let's get. He's been, Dean Murphy. Dean, Dean Murphy. Okay. Okay. Well, I was, I was going to 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 say. Crocodile Dundee has been in the zeitgeist recently mm. because there was a, a trailer that dropped with Danny McBride and Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie. Super Bowl commercial. Which turned out to be a Super Bowl commercial. Australian was, tourism ad. And, and it was, yeah, just an, an Australian so tourism So it was a ad. fake trailer for a reboot of Crocodile Dundee with oh, okay. uh, Danny McBride playing an American, the son of uh, Paul Hogan's character. Okay. And it far out. genuinely looked... Good. Yes. Like the comedic timing was great. It looked like they it. spent a lot of money on it. 
So yeah. it, was, it was Australian tourism paid for it, and then they yeah they paid for like a mad Super Bowl spot, and they made it look like it was a feature film that had all these Australians. And Paul Hogan is in that ad, I'm pretty sure. He is in that ad. In the same way he's in this movie at the end, where he shows up in the mm-hmm. Crocodile Dundee outfit in the credits and just has like the knife and says something like that. Um, so I think the success of that ad which is so funny because, again, Paul Hogan was doing Australian tourism ads in, like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. That they're like, maybe we can bring him back and still use him. <laughs> that, that maybe the success or the popularity of people being like, this is a cool fake trailer made them be like, we don't want to do another Crocodile Dundee, but maybe there's still some life some to squeeze out of this guy. This. They should have just done and I think, Crocodile Dundee. I think that's what got this movie going. Um, I, I just want to talk about forever the fact that John Cleese is in this movie. Yes. Just the so, mere fact that yeah. he is in this movie. It's, now, you asked, you asked earlier what does he say is the reason what, that he's he explains driving it, and it's something like he goes, you know I don't want people to know that I'm still around no they yeah. think I'm dead he said they're like well, what you, you know he uh, Paul Hogan's like you were famous like me we made so much money like why are you driving a car for a living and he goes like oh you know prostitution gambling drinking mm-hmm. a divorce oh I'm kidding no, was, like, I'm kidding, I I'm I kidding about the gambling yeah I'm kidding about oh, I, good, I never gambled or something like that yeah um, I think it is fairly well known that he had an expensive divorce as well, John Cleese. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's, um, that's probably why he's doing this. That's exactly why. So he's we doing got this. a lot of people that show up in this movie. A lot of people. Um, some of them get an actual scene. Uh, most of them are playing themselves, but some of them are just news clips where they get like twenty seconds mm. of footage of an Australian. And some celebrity. of them feel like they've just been sneakily cut out of context. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is. I was like, he was not answering questions. Relating so to this weird. movie, wasn't no, it? That was no, the no. joke. And, I, I, but all the other ones were filmed it, no, for the and movie. No, and the Travolta thing and stuff. Like, yeah, the, the Travolta's <laughs> on the on the news at one point and they ask a fake question to him and edit his answer. Like, I, don't, I thought this movie was funny. I thought that like it was... <laughs> do you know what it reminded they, me they a were, lot of? They Hello were, Ladies. It was like... Oh, it, was, yeah. it was very similar to Hello Ladies. The comedic timing was on point across... This is the first time we've watched a movie, a, a comedy movie that the beats are on point and like the jokes actually land in time. See, I don't, I don't agree with you land. on that. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think the jokes don't land because he's trying to do two things at the same time. He's trying to make a half joke. I might call it a joke head at best. <laughs> and then also like preserve his self image. I don't and, think he, oh, like he's trying to, he's trying he to be could like, have taken the picture you know, of himself more. I reckon. I don't think any of the jokes were at his expense. And I feel like, Australian humor, you got to be ripping on yourself. I mm. think, but then I think again, he did things that were like, "Oh, is, is Hoag's getting cancelled for being accidentally racist?" Mm. But that's more of a comment on like current society and how touchy are, everyone is. You're speaking like he wrote the movie. He didn't write the movie. Yeah, but, but it does friend, feel. I just assumed he did. I just assumed. Yeah, he wrote but it. Dean Murphy co-wrote it as well, and did I feel he? like I don't. I I think you would be more self-deprecating. I I, I think that he had a. A lot of input about what happened in it. I, I agree because this felt like, you know, like the like boomer comics in newspapers. <laughs> this felt like like uh, zits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this felt like a very long, drawn out like, oh, look at these millennials making me a, a mint and goat's milk. Yeah, uh, those kind uh, of jokes. And he's got a man yeah, bun. Yeah, yeah. And like look my, at this oh, effeminate. Yeah. He piece has a, of he has shit. a twenty two year old son. 
in the movie that lives in his house that he's kind of indifferent towards. I don't understand why he's in the movie. Yeah. That made no, was no. That his, was it his real son or was that just an actor? Think, Did anyone I, look that he up? Had, he had no <laughs> real Because role. if it was an actor, it's really like didn't need to be there at all. There was, real there, there was the beginnings guy. of a, there was the beginnings of like, I regret not getting to know my son's yeah. story. Yeah. Like, mm, what, you own a nightclub now? What, you're doing yoga? Yeah. What's going on with you, son? But they never had that conversation. Yeah. Where's and the and he clearly cared about his granddaughter. Yeah. But his son was kind of like, Strange. Like oh, you seem like, to be doing You know, it right. skips a generation. Mm. Your love for your family. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so who was his granddaughter's parents? I don't know. I'm guessing he has multiple children. Yeah. I, I, I guess. He hates guess. his kids. He just hates yeah, his kids. Yeah, he must have actual kids in there that are like in their 50s or 40s that yeah. have, but have the grand... Actually, yeah. imagine in, in the real world, if you're his kids and you see that movie, like... What? What the fuck, Dad? <laughs> you didn't ask us to be what, in it. Yeah, what, what did you do to me? Why am yeah. I owning a nightclub and like doing <laughs> yoga? And you and my daughter have a really good relationship? Like, what's going on? Like, well, the yeah. siblings aren't even in this thing. What is this? Yeah, because I, I, was, I was thinking, like, does he have a family in Australia? And maybe he's his American son, but he's Australian. So that doesn't, that doesn't fly. Anyway, yeah. doesn't, doesn't make sense. I'm doesn't taking you sense. to task. Paul Hogan. What are some of Get the a other things? He doesn't, he doesn't have any references to a wife either in this, does he? I mean, I think in real life he's divorced, but I don't. He no. doesn't say anything about his wife. No. No. He has a 22-year-old son and he's 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. So he had that kid when he was... That's 60. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty hectic. But who's the mother of that child? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Anyway, as we said, it's just... Him walking through a scene, uh, doing something, get, putting his foot in his mouth. Trouble kind of. finds him. Yeah, trouble finds him. He's really, again, doesn't care about it too much, but it just keeps happening. It's it's just more like a minor irritant. It's what? like, oh, I'm on the news again for, oh, well, I'll, I'll just move on with my life and go hang out with one of my Hollywood friends for What lunch. are some of the other reasons he gets in trouble from the media? So he goes, to, he goes and has a meal with Chevy Chase and um, Chevy Chase leaves without paying the bill. And uh, Paul Hogan assumes that he's already paid the bill. So Paul Hogan leaves and does is the tackled? Bit. Yeah, he gets he's tackled. Like he's tackled. Yeah. He gets he, tackled because he's trying to skip out on the bill and maybe someone takes a photograph of that and he ends up on ET yeah. again. But what what other events happen? I think he gets in trouble fighting with somebody on Hollywood Boulevard. Who's well, he gets oh. in trouble oh, he strangles for fighting some kids. evil fights, crocodile Dundee. Yeah, he Shane fights Jacobson. Shane Jacobson, who's dressed as a as a. That's Hollywood. the first one, I think. Yeah, but then some kids there, and he and he and the. He he, oh, he looks like he's him. fighting a child for some reason. Yeah. Like he's well, Shane Jacobs, Jacobson sets his kids on on yeah, Paul so Hogan to say, "Oh, get rid of him! He's yeah. trying to destroy my business." Shane yeah, Jacobson's yeah. playing uh, one of these guys who walks down Hollywood Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard trying to like uh, solicit photos and make money. Doesn't recognize that he's the real crocodile. Yeah. He's like, "Get out of here! This is my territory." Yeah, yeah. And, and he's saying the quotes wrong and things like that's that. Right, that yeah, was yeah. funny. Yeah, Paul Hogan has to be like, "That's not what the line is," and Shane Jacobson's like, "I think." I know the line. Says, I've seen this stupid movie before. The, but he's got an American accent as well, doesn't yeah. he? Because he's like he's, he's, a, an, he's, he's local, a dumb American yeah. who doesn't know. He his says, thing. "You call that a knife? My knife's bigger." Yeah, that's funny. That, that's no, such no. a Morgan or Hayden joke. You guys, I'm like, they'll Just love like, this stuff <laughs> Miss doing the line. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it definitely keeps escalating as well to the point where, for some reason, he's in a. All right, so John Cleese. 
uh, gets yes. pulled over by the cops. This is like an hour or eight, yeah, that's a bit of a in. chase scene with and, like the and John Cleese is like, wait till they get out of the car and the two cops are coming over and, and they're just gonna get him for speeding or whatever. Yeah. But I think he says like, I don't have a license, I can't drive. So he speeds across and it starts a whole chase and there's helicopters after them and yeah, it turns into a big thing. But it is like the eighth like faux pas that that's he's, right that he's kind of accidentally and, and again i think it's funny that like you know suddenly all these news networks are covering a dangerous chase through hollywood and one of the cameras is able to see through the passenger seat and they say well we're not sure who's driving but yes it's paul hogan <laughs> yeah. and they're not surprised like it's i find that funny yeah i think at that point in your career if you had had that many recent scandals where you're getting on the news like every day now mm. You probably could leverage that back into a movie, like be a Shia LaBeouf, like bad boy right. kind of, like, right. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Almost, Especially yeah. if you're an 80-year-old. You could man. monetize yeah, it. Yeah, you could use the infamy to do that's something That's what he's cool. done. He dodged his taxes for 20 years. You think that's why were... he did this movie? Do you reckon there was like, it's a guaranteed $2 million for you? Oh, uh, yeah. I reckon You've it was a straight-up t- deal. We will clear your debt to the dollar <laughs> yeah. if you make exactly the movie we make you make Do i you... feel like his debt to the tax office was like tens of millions that though. would suck so much you know yeah. it's the it is the top thing it's the first thing you see when you open amazon prime now like that's the oh, paul yeah. hogan's thing. debt to the tax office. <laughs> it's getting slowly paid number. off every time you watch it's this movie the royalty it's like out. one of these one of these he's got a good spot he's got a good spot yeah. about tax yeah. Debt. Yeah, yeah right next to it is um, wesley snipes's um taxes and yeah <laughs> So, uh, do, do you think this movie was intended for theatrical release? I think it was. No. Yeah, I no, think I, 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 I think really when they made it, it definitely was, and think? I think it would have played in Australian cinemas. Yeah, maybe. until COVID, nothing happens. So, so they would. No, no, no one would see it. Who <laughs> no would, one would see who it. Who would no, go to a this. cinema to see it? My like, dad. <laughs> you think he would? You really think he, he would? He wouldn't, but someone's dad would. Someone's dad. I don't know yeah. if anyone. Would. Hey, I'm a dad. I'm someone's dad. <laughs> Maybe this, that's why I liked it. You guys don't have kids. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, I would. I would go. You reckon that's the <laughs> that's difference? All it You're is. like, I can relate to that. That six-year-old oh, granddaughter. None of you guys have had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! One day, you're there, not, there was a formula then. to this to this little tomato we watched, where it was basically, uh, Hoags goes to meet a celebrity. Uh, Hoags puts his foot in his mouth mm. and creates a scandal. Um, Hoags drives back in a bad green screen. Mm-hmm. And then Hoag's watches himself on that's TV, right. and yeah. I'd say that, that formula happens like at least yeah. three times, that's the entire three to four movie. times. You're right. yeah. I yeah, must I really... have, I must have enjoyed it on some level to suggest that we make a podcast about <laughs> it. Like while I was watching it, I must have enjoyed it, but I'm seeing it all in my head as we're talking yeah. about it, and just like, <laughs> see. see okay. I think the only thing I got out of it is I just thought like I was on board for the premise. I understood what the premise was, and that's all I needed. And then there were just jokes along the way that were executed well i mean things like he's hanging out with the guy who played the dad on family matters Mm -hmm. right and they're walking down the street and just sort of you know at exactly the right time just the right volume not over the top someone yelled out yells out where's urkel to the to 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 the father in family matters and i just thought you know it wasn't it wasn't overstated it wasn't over the top they're just little moments like this that i thought 
worked well. I, I really uh, like the Chevy Chase. Loves his reference humor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really like Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> that Chevy Chase plate thing. Yeah, that's I, a I great love guy. background jokes and like audio gags, especially when they're there callback. back. That, yeah. that's, that was a really good one. The idea yeah. that the Queen likes Crocodile Dundee 3. Um, See, I'm not... This, I, this was not a good oh. movie to me, but I enjoyed watching it. And especially mm. compared to the other ones we've watched yeah. for this podcast... Spoilers yeah. for my rating, but it's gonna rank quite high. Like right. I'm not saying it was right. a terrible movie, right. but I'm saying compared to <laughs> good comedy movies, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed this more than I don't know. Name a comedy movie that's well regarded from the last Big Mama's House. Well, sure, <laughs> from the last ten years. <laughs> Come on, man. That's um, funny when you Daddy were watching Daycare with Eddie Murphy. When you were watching <laughs> Big Mama's House the other night, I was talking to a friend on um. Like just messaging a friend, and Morgan brought to my attention that Paul Giamatti's in Big Mama's house. Oh. I had no idea. <laughs> and then I was talking to a friend at the same time on like a messenger app, and he's like, "Ah, just hanging out, watching Paul Giamatti." And I'm like, "Are you watching Big Mama's house?" He's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might have been on TV or something. He was watching Sideways. Oh uh, man, okay. you got to watch Billions if you want uh, Paul Giamatti at his at his fattest and his angriest. Yeah, I don't know. What about Big it's Fat Liar? Oh, I love Big Fat Liar. I've seen that as fat as Frank Frankie yeah. Muniz. It's good. Amanda Paul Giamatti ends up covered blue. It's all set Arthur's around Hollywood. Movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. 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 I love like, that movie. A whole it's like, Where he's like, my right. name's Jaleel White. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Written by Zach Stentz. Have we named all the American celebrities in this movie? Because there's far more Australian celebrities. You've got Olivia Newton-John. Uh, that's a, that's an Australian. That's an Australian. But we touched on Heather from Sea Change as well. Yeah, um, yeah. She's well, also Australian. I, I, there's a lot of Australians, but yeah. there is one American that we have not spoken about, which is Wayne Knight. Newman. Oh, right. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. Who yeah. plays himself. Playing himself. Now, now this again. is the thing, yeah. because he's got one big role that we all know about and that everyone knows about Jurassic and nothing Park. else. <laughs> that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> and then he's got Newman. Okay, yes. so he's got a couple of roles, yeah. but that's what we know Those him as. So ones. you're spending the first 20 minutes waiting for his name to be said. Is he playing a he character was, he was or is he playing Wayne himself? Knight, right? mm. playing yeah. Himself. I, and, but that's why... I think... I think, and I haven't looked this up at all, but I'm assuming that in real life, Wayne Knight was like Paul Hogan's neighbor. I, I think that that was a real relationship. And so when he was doing this movie, he's like, we'll get Wayne in. We'd always talk over the fence. He'd come yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. He'd have Maybe. troubles with his wife. He'd come and sleep at my house. Because there are a couple like... I would just say he was Wayne Knight was perfectly happy to get a job. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's probably all it is. But yeah, why him? good. I, 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 was happy, I was really happy to see him. Who yeah. else yeah. liked him? <laughs> he was funny in it as well. He, yeah. he has a certain energy. Oh, so, so it's funny now, is it? You like it. <laughs> yeah, okay. One guy was a bit funny to me. But yeah, the, so Wayne Knight shows up and he's just like I have to hide up in your basement because I yeah, it makes cheat on you know why you know why no, I reckon I, I reckon like I know why with his wife or I know why they picked him because the character's name was Wayne Knight and so then when they got Wayne Knight they were like this guy's perfect for the role <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no they actually were trying to get Wayne Brady but Wayne they changed Knight the name for him they're like oh, first yeah. name that's close enough he kept singing songs they put the audition out. songs <laughs> <laughs> okay now Oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. He, gets, he goes to prison at some point and has a dream. Oh, <laughs> oh, he imagines a musical. He imagines it goes a musical. for five minutes and it's a full... It's very long. It's a full this is what happens sequence. in the movie. Because yeah. then at the end, he makes the musical. Yeah, that for, gives him the idea. For like no reason. He's like, I am willing right. to sell out the integrity of the Crocodile Dundee franchise, right. which I've done in the movie you just watched. Yeah. And fictionally, <laughs> I've done as a musical 
Yeah, that was weird. For so what purpose if he doesn't want to have any part in the entertainment industry is he making well, this Well, I musical? think maybe it's the idea of like he finally restores his image because he spent the entire movie being yeah. like trashed as a person. So he needs to set things straight. So do you reckon... Because his legacy is important as, yeah. as they state in the movie. That's definitely for sure. And that's what he would be thinking about in real life. So when they go, hey, we're going to put you through some scandals, but it's going to be funny. Mm. Do you reckon he was like, don't touch the tax thing? That's a real yeah. scandal, and I really didn't enjoy that being in the news. But uh, let's make some stuff up, yeah, and I'll do like five I mean, other scandals. In I the also movie. don't know that like a tax scandal would have been all that comedically funny, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> like his agents and stuff are like, "Well, do you owe the government money? <laughs> Should you just pay them back?" And he's like, "I'm not going to." It's, so yeah, it's not <laughs> that would have been so funny. Just him opening up the letters and going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> no, shit, he, shit, he opens shit. it up. It says ATO. He looks at his manager and just goes, "They found me." <laughs> no, he's I'm moving again. Directly in the camera, he goes, "I've been a bad little boy." <laughs> you think that's a tax debt? <laughs> this is a tax debt. Yeah, Ten million dollars right. or whatever. So, two questions: Why does he get thrown in prison to begin with? And also, it's after it... the chase. It's after, yeah, it's oh, after, after the John Cleese. And he... he was well, no, because they found him in his backyard. Yeah. He he runs oh, back helicopters. To his own house, yeah, and, the and he was just like holding. A, a, a an inflatable toy. crocodile. Oh, the crocodile! And everyone from the was beginning. like, "Oh, he's trying to relive his glory days. How sad! <laughs> it's the saddest thing." That's, that's ever seen. how you relive your yeah. glory days. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, he's wrestling with a crocodile. For some reason, he comes home good. after being in like a long. Uh, what do you call but, it? Wait, High that's speed the thing chase. with that with that inflatable crocodile that, uh, that came up in like the first or second scene in the movie. And oh, did like, it? yeah, like really unnaturally, and I, I clocked it. I'm like, there's something's gonna happen with that fucking thing. Like, that's there's a reason back. they're putting that's that. That's a Chekhov's gun that they'll be yeah, firing in the Chekhov's third gun. act of this thing. It's a Jackoff gun. <laughs> that's a Jackoff's <laughs> gun. Another Jackoff's gun is like that's earlier that. in the movie when um, uh, <laughs> I like that where his agent like says. Oh, come on, you know, just, just, uh, I've set up a meeting for you to do this, that, or the other. We just want to get you one role. And he's like, fine, fine. He begr- he's begrudgingly accepting meetings and stuff. But he says to his manager, like, oh, I just want to stay home and watch Ellen. Yes. I like Ellen. Yeah. That, and then, that like, becomes a running joke. 15 minutes later, he's like, have you thought about getting me on a late night show like Ellen? The one running he's joke that I really Ellen. appreciated was just him wanting to sleep and and there's yeah. scenes oh, yeah. where he's i think just before Wayne night shows up it's just, it's midday and yeah. it's just an old man having a nap and as i said before this is based on his life all in real life he wants is to just nap on the couch. 80-year-olds want to go to yeah. sleep. <laughs> and people keep going, do you want to be in another movie? Should we do another mm. Crocodile Dundee? Could you want to come in this ad? And you're like, can I please just have a nap? Like, that's all I need. But it's it's not true because he's also doing things like going out to dinners and like... He's doing all sorts of stuff that he could be napping during, but he's... <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's what I can't... I agree. There is this running thing of him pretending he wants to go to sleep, but it's all an act. He's yeah. got all these other plans. It's, so do you reckon... That's how he reels in all these opportunities and how he gets people filming him doing um, embarrassing things. That's Speaking of which, secret. doesn't he redeem himself at the end and somebody films him like recreating a Crocodile Dundee moment by throwing a paint can or yeah, something? Is that a Crocodile Dundee moment? Yeah. I, oh, it is. It's okay, because it's from the New York one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so earlier in the movie, um, when he's going to meet um, Olivia Newton-John for the first time in the movie, him and Reggie, yeah, are going to meet her. 
Um, he comes back to the valet, but it was not That's a real right. valet. Ah, yeah. the valet. And so later in the movie, when he's on the date with um, uh, from Sea Change Lady, Heather. Carrie, yeah, yeah. yeah, Heather, Carrie, um, Carrie Armstrong, Carrie Armstrong, Carrie Armstrong, Carrie Armstrong, Carrie Armstrong, Carrie, you've been hit back, <laughs> you've been struck by Carrie Armstrong. Hmm. Okay, so they they're calling so they're calling uh, they're Sorry, saying, excuse me, it's the Phantom Valet. And he's running away and the whole crowd is just looking around to him. And then a man in a white flat cap walks up with a big bag of groceries and then just like nods at a can at the top. And Hoags just grabs it and throws it, which goes straight into the Phantom Valet's head. And, it, and everyone's clapping. And then E.T. was like, beloved Paul Hogan <laughs> has stopped the Phantom Valet. And I was like, his... Redemption is throwing a can in a man's head. Yeah, it's he, not, he has to not much. He has to hurt somebody. It's fickle old Hollywood. Yeah. But what what was maybe not signaled strongly enough in that scene is there's also like it's cutting between. So he throws the can after the phantom valet who's sprinting away, and it's slow mo, and you're cutting to like the can flying through the air. You're cutting to the valet running away in slow motion, but you're also cutting to like this elderly man in like a mobility oh, scooter. Yes who's like mm. looking really unwell and it's meant to paint the idea that is the fucking can going to mm. hit this poor disabled <laughs> old man or is it going to hit the guy and and sort of I think that was they tried to make that be the joke and then eventually it doesn't actually hit but it, it because it wasn't signaled properly it just kind of came across as like why don't they keep cutting to that dude in the mobility yeah. screen? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. The pacing of this movie was really good. terrible. Good. It was no, very badly. Yeah, that was the reason. It was, is, it was just sketches. Originally, it was going to be made like a Bandersnatch type thing. It was going to be a Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and so at that point, it was going to be, who do you want the can to hit? Do you want it to hit the old man? Or do you want to and there are various points in the yeah. movie where that happens. That's and that's right. why it has such a weird flow. There's something nice about the old the idea of old famous kind of comedic characters in Hollywood that are well past their prime and don't really work. And I'm talking in their seventies and eighties, just hanging out and catching up and being Mm. friends. Like I like to think that Paul Hogan, Chevy Chase, John Cleese, like meet up and hang out in yeah. LA I, and talk yeah, yeah. about the glory days. Mm. I watch mm. all those movies. There's there's one with Richard Dreyfuss and, and Chevy Chase where they're just old guys trying to have a comeback. They're like in their seventies or eighties. There's that other one with uh, I think Michael Douglas and somebody else. They mm. have a sitcom. Zach Braff made one with Morgan Freeman and Alan uh, Arkin called Going in Style. It's just three old guys. Maybe they decide to rob a bank or something. You know those ones. It's like oh we've yeah. got to pay for our retirement yeah. home. Mm. Let's just rob a bank. They'll never suspect us. We're yeah. old. We'll yeah. just say, excuse me, can you help me with the money? <laughs> there's another thread in this movie that, again, like it's just more filler, but there's a paparazzo outside of uh, oh, Paul yeah. Hogan's house. Yeah. Ah. This guy looked exactly like Nick Swardson. I thought so. But it wasn't mm. Nick Swardson. He's like an Adam Sandler yeah, dude. He's yeah, he's in Grandma's I, Boy. Yeah, he was in Bucky Bench Larson. Which is he is Bucky fairly... Larson, which is coming up on, the li- on this yeah, that, list. That's what I, don't, have to I, don't, I don't know what any of these things are, but he looked really familiar. Yeah, but it's um, not the guy you're thinking okay, of then. Right, yeah, and I looked I it up and obviously everyone is like, not a, they look the same and they sound similar, but Swardson's like a little worse for wear in fact Schwartzen got really sick like last year and was in hospital and nearly died and was like hospitalized for like a month straight and Whoa. was really sick like nearly died yeah yeah but um i've been i've been watching a few nick Schwartzen like podcast appearances recently mm. so he was on my mind and this guy shows up and i'm like is it him but it wasn't he's like a happier nick Schwartzen. Yeah. nick schwartzen has yeah. got a very sour and i'm kind of like him. if 
if you're in Hollywood and you're trying to get, you know, big budget movies, Schwartzen will be in all these Adam Sandler comedies because they're in the same crew. But the ones that Schwartzen passes on, like the next level down, this guy, I think his Got name it is, in the bag. is Nate something, mm. can just jump in and be like, you need a Schwartzen type? Here I am. I look <laughs> and sound like him and just people like you, yeah. think I am him. <laughs> but fatter. Yeah. You know what? I reckon I know the guy who's in the movie and Nick Swardson looks like him. That's, that's really weird. You're going, you're, you know the, the budget version. Yeah, I don't know. You know I, budget, budget I must Schwartzen. know him from something. Um, anyway, so, so the... Um, the he's, a, he's a really bad paparazzi guy. He can't seem to get any good photos. And he, for some reason, takes a liking to Paul Hogan and tries to like hang out with him and get in his house. Long story short, he ends up in this car chase with, um, who is it? John, John Cleese, Cleese. And, and, and himself. And he's got, jo- I think the idea is John Cleese is like, I'll take you guys down to like Hollywood Boulevard and you and that way you'll be able to get some photos of some famous people and then you'll be a good paparazzi man. And so they do that, but it turns into a high speed chase. And so this uh, paparazzo is in the back seat trying to take photos of all these famous people, yes. but of course they're really blurry photos. Because they're dry. And the fast. end of that that thread oh, yeah. is eventually mm. when when yeah. they tie the whole movie together at the end, several things happen. All right. So one is he is uh, Paul Hogan is about to be knighted. Mm. His musical is debuting on like Broadway or something, yeah. and, and to to a awesome response and like rave reviews um which is titled son, the excellent mr yes, Dundee or whatever the right. fucking mm. film is called the tomato is called his son who again we don't give a shit about his son but his son is he, he seems opening. perfectly happy he has no conflict yeah, in his no. life he, he lives in a giant along. mansion he teaches yoga he makes rave music like he's just living the, the hollywood life and he's that's opening it. his nightclub or something so that's a but is monument. it at his home uh, yeah it looks like he's converted yeah, his he's house just been, into a nightclub he's just been testing it out in his yeah. attic but now yeah. he's going to properly open it so all these things are happening at the same time everyone's and getting their, everyone's getting their happy playing. ending yeah everyone's getting their happy ending and meanwhile this guy who was a bad paparazzo is opening his 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 exhibition. artwork yeah. exhibition and his people, are, pay, people are paying thousands of dollars for these blurry, blurry photos taken photos from the back. i thought that was funny it's pretty yeah. funny but it was it did he do it intentionally or? no he just was it taking just photos to... going too fast yeah had the wrong shutter they're all blurry and then, yeah, people are putting those little red stickers on them at the <laughs> exhibition to buy them for like $10,000. Yep. So with all that, with like John Cleese in the mix and that guy's storyline and all, I think that's why it was fun to watch because those mm. things make up for just the, I don't know, <laughs> just on, on, Paul on, Hogan's main storyline, I guess. On that Nick Schwartzen paparazzi guy, I think that's the best exemplification of the fact that Hogue's doesn't care about anything mm. because this guy's kind of a dickhead and he's like a he's like a college fratty like oh my god it's it's crocodile dundee or like you know he doesn't know his name he hasn't even seen the movies he's in he's just like i'm trying to get photos of famous people and he like climbs over hogan's fence and all this stuff he's like basically stalking him and hogan's like oh yeah okay mate you can come in i'll we can hang out like we can be friends and i'll support you from now on instead of being like there's a crazy guy trying to break into my house yeah but there, there is a little bit of that, doesn't he? He doesn't. He he definitely threaten, says threaten no to... a couple of times, but he doesn't put up a lot of resistance. Yeah, like he, the guy's like, "Hey, it's me again. I I jumped over your fence," and he's like, "Yeah, come in." It all, <laughs> all these little things reek of like incidents that happened in his life 
that he's made way more innocent. <laughs> yeah. Like that's happened and he beat the shit out of that guy <laughs> with a rake. He killed him, murdered him <laughs> twice, twice over. Like he's just reframing everything and like yeah. this, this is who I actually am. I like the bloke. I went to his art show opening. Yeah, I didn't murder him. <laughs> now there's an Australian female uh, woman TV personality. I don't know her name. Yeah, she has red hair. Um, she, I saw her on television ads for I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I think she was the host of it or something. Do you guys know who I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. And she's Wayne Knight's husband, uh, yeah. wife. Oh, Wayne yeah. Knight's wife. Yeah. yeah. I wrote down... Oh, she's, it's she's Australian say, actress. I want to say Julia she's an old, or something. She's an old like, yeah, I was about um, to say sketch Julia's comedy Zemiro, yeah. from like Fast Forward and Yeah, stuff that's like what that. I thought. Like, she's one of those personalities that's been around for ages. Mm. But yeah, she just shows up in this movie. Is she a friend of Hoag's? I, I assume everyone in this movie, mm. like it, it makes no sense to me if Paul Hogan is not friends with Reginald Vell jo- Johnson because who is he? What is he? He's is a he? cop in. He's a cop in Die Hard. He's he's no, but what is he? He's like movie? an older black guy. They just meet up for one scene. They oh, so is that's that's who that yeah, is. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. And I'm like that. That role has to be someone he's friends with, 100%. right? And Wayne Knight as well. It makes no the, the sense The people that it's are like, too random yeah. for it not to just be like, hey, friends do you want to be in my movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense otherwise. I just will say, I do know that guy. He was in... So, so Nate, someone is his name. Yeah. He was in Hello Ladies, which uh, is... Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, that's why I know him. And he played essentially the same character. I feel like um, <laughs> Paul Hogan is trying to also say that Chevy Chase is like the American Version Paul of him. Hogan and yeah. John Cleese is the yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> that's right. But I like that as well. It's <laughs> like, you know, I'm the biggest Australian. You're yeah. the biggest. Yeah. We're all We're here in LA. We're the best. None of us are really doing anything anymore. But I'm just like you guys. <laughs> all right. yeah. Speed round. Australian actors who are in this movie. Okay, so Luke Hemsworth, yeah, and his whole bit yeah. about distancing himself. Is he from in oh, anything yeah. else though? He's in Westworld. He's HBO in Westworld. Series. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and he's, he's in he's in the current. He's the Australian lesser famous man. Hemsworth. Yeah, there's right? there's three. There's three. Mm. There's, there's Chris. There's Liam, who was married to Miley Cyrus and was in the Hunger Games movies. And okay. then there's this guy. I think there might even be a. Actually, maybe I just saw a show where they joked that there was a fourth Hemsworth called Pete, and he was just like that. Oh, that was, was in that? Yeah. Uh, like Kimmy Schmidt. No, the Good Place. It might. Good, yeah, yeah, it was the Good Place. It was the Good Place. Yeah. But um, but uh, the so what's the what's the one that's not Luke or Chris? The one we're talking Chris, about. Uh, Severus. Uh, no, we're we, talking about Luke. Oh, we're, yeah. Yeah, we are talking about Luke. Okay. Not Liam. So Luke is in the current Australian tourism ads as well. Okay. Um, that aren't like how the bloody where the bloody hell are you or throw a shrimp on the barbie they're just like come and visit and I'm <laughs> like a bit of a you know country I'm the Hemsworth they could afford mm, for this exactly. ad yeah um, but he, well spent, he, he right, shows up throw quickly a, throw a shoe on the barbie <laughs> so who else have we got in this we've we got, got Jim Cop- Jeffries we do have Jim Jeffries oh, uh, uh, friend so of the show Jim Jeffries oh, once told me a story he he had a show uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm dropping names like crazy this yeah you are right. you had to yeah. pick a guy up from the airport once yeah. Hollywood you know Day. Jim yeah. Jeffries you know Schindler I know Schindler Jim Jeffries had a show called Legit on FX in America it went for two seasons he wanted to have uh, someone play his dad in an episode and he wanted it to be Paul Hogan and so he was really trying to get Paul Hogan and he was talking to the agents and stuff. And the agent was really like, he's not really acting right now. He's not doing that well. I, I, he might be interested. I'll try and do it. But it was kind of stalling. And so he eventually just said, can I have his address? And I'll go to his house. I'll knock on his door and I'll just ask him if he wants to play my dad in this show. 
So the guy's like, okay, but you need to know he's fallen off the wagon. This is recently. This is like five years ago mm. or something, right? And so he's like 75, but he'd been an alcoholic when he was younger. And I think he'd been clean maybe for like 30 years, but because he got divorced, he was drinking oh, again. Okay. And so Jeffrey's knocks on his door and maybe he like comes to the peephole or whatever. Mm. And he's like, hi, Mr. Hogan. I'm a huge fan. I'm an Australian comedian. I've got a TV show. I just wanted to come here and ask if you'll be my dad in this show. And then he just hear the door doesn't even open. He just hears, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, what I'm talking about. That's so the real Paul Hogan. He couldn't, he, he wouldn't, he didn't get him to play his dad. He ended up getting George Lazenby who played James Bond in yeah. one Bond movie, oh, okay. who was an Australian like model guy from in the 70s. What a steal. Which but awesome. somehow this came around where I'm guessing Paul Hogan returned the favor yeah. and was like, Jim Jeffries, come be in this film. Returned what Dude. favor? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how I told you to fuck off that time? <laughs> I'm, now, yeah. I'm now getting you to I, do like three lines. I, also, feel, I feel bad about it. Do you want to be in a movie? Yeah. I gotta say, Jim Jeffries' bits were some of the funniest ones. Yeah. Making fun of him. And he him. strikes me as the kind of guy who would only respect another person if they told him to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. That's the only yeah. way. Oh, yeah. right, fine. I'll be on your movie. You told me yeah. to fuck off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Um, I can't think of who else was. In well, this well they had Costas Mandalore. No, who has a yes. great name from, from the Saw movies, the mm. later Saw movies. And I found oh, out he was God. Australian, and he said, uh, and I quote, uh, he was hanging out with Mike Tyson, Mickey Rourke, and Charlie Sheen, and they said uh, they agreed that no one had fell harder from grace than Paul Hogan. <laughs> and then the reporter said, "Is it the drugs?" Um, <laughs> Can I say my favorite uh, small appearance from an Australian comedian that really shocked me because I was looking at it and he was playing almost like a Mexican or Latina, yeah. Latin, uh, Latin character, not Latina, Latino, was Paul Fennick. Paulie from real Adam Sandler type. Um, uh, Rob yeah. Schneider. That was a real Rob yeah. Schneider. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I was because at first I'm looking at him and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I called it really quickly where I was like, is that Paul Fennick? And I was watching it with some friends mm-hmm. and we were like, like why would he be yeah. Paul Hogan's? And he wasn't his housekeeper, was he? He just was just, just, he was just a friend for a couple of scenes, friend, and he had sure. he had a wig and everything. Was he not a friend of? The son? His son? The agent? Oh, oh the son. Well, he maybe. just brought an energy. He never yeah. actually did or said anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just like, he was yeah. there and he we knew. He came out swinging you. and yeah. you're just like, wow, I've seen Paul Fennick on, t- on and off TV in Fat Pizza and Houseos and these, just these shows. I, I've never really watched them, but I know he's just kind of a part of that like Australian Lebanese humor. Mm. I've never seen him just rock up in a movie is he friends with Paul Hogan somehow? I, no, Was I Hogan's imagine... like love fat pizza? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, subwoofer, all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Paul Hogan sick, has sick. friends. I, I think Paul Hogan has enemies and he makes deals. I think he makes deals. Do you reckon they just went like, all right, it's Hogs, get a list of Australians. He doesn't have to know them, but they'll say yes to the yeah, movie because it's like, this is an ode to his life. It's yeah. Paul like Hogan, Hogan, you know, well, you, you, uh, yeah, I think that that's the only Australian celebrities other than like clips of like Hugh Jackman and yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, which yes. were nice clips. Because really... Hugh Jackman just said like, I got one word. And was that what the Oscars or something? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheering, yeah. You're like, wow. It, yeah, real. Oh, wait, no. And, that's and, all and also uh, Rachel Carpani from uh, right. McLeod's Daughters uh, <laughs> is in this movie. Yes. And also... Would you like to tell us something about her? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I can't... I, no, uh, okay. I'm not legally allowed to say. Let me tell you some uh, some stuff that I heard <laughs> on the tracks. 
No. Rachel, I, 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 I will not be coming near your property any longer. Um, I just want to put that out there. We yeah. once wrote a character called Hugh Jackman, but then we took out the Jack because it was Hugh Man. Yeah. Because he was an alien. He was an alien. <laughs> His <laughs> fake name was Hugh Man. Man. <laughs> I like Hugh it. Jackman, but hold the jack. Hold the jack. <laughs> hold man. the jack, man. Yeah, that was sick. Cool. All right. What? What? what do we have any other? Anything else to say? I think we covered. Every oh yeah. Single... So 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 it, it ends right. So so I was saying all those things are happening at the same time. It's like, paint well, is he gonna go to his son's fucking yeah. like? Uh, discotheque opening or is he going to go to the Knighthood. opening of his movie is he going to get knighted is he going to go to the gallery opening but it's and so he it doesn't keeps turn, cutting between them that's all right. and they're like he should be coming here the queen's coming soon to knight him or whatever but you know exactly where he's going to be he turns up at all of them and there's been seven <laughs> Hogan's all along and that's why he's so confused and yeah. so angry he's hired seven Shane Jacobsons to pretend to be <laughs> no he's gone to see his uh, granddaughter's Recital? No, yeah, she's like cool. performing yeah, she's in, in like a play or something. Wizard of back Oz, in. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. also, he's, he's been across the that. film. Yeah. He's been eyeing off some property in Byron Bay. And yeah. That's right. And that it finishes. Well. His well, I think he's got like that's where the Hemsworths some... live. As the, or at least Chris Hemsworth has a place in, in old Byron, eh? I think he and the, the guy most that made part of Australia. The, is that right? Yeah, that's what my friend Sam Bartlett tells me almost every day. Why? In what context? I think he just heard it in a trivia thing, and so he keeps repeating. It and then I keep spreading it. It just becomes like whenever it gets brought up, you just go, you know, that's the most easterly part of Easterly, and the, there's Australia. a lot of eastern influence in that area. Is that what he means? Yeah, I think so. If you too many meditation huts there, if yeah, you know what I mean. Or maybe some of the property's been snatched up by some of the overseas and no. <laughs> American citizen people. That's not what I mean by easterly. <laughs> He's talking about Paul Hogan. He's Paul Hogan right. apparently like started the whole Byron Bay being a tourist hotspot thing. Like Did he? invested a lot of money and bought oh. a lot of property there and him and so I think that's why they included that at the end, like, oh I'm still looking at property here because oh, yeah. I fucking own this joint. Yeah, jeez. Was Crack- he just trying to show the world that like Byron's a great place to yeah, visit yeah. and stay? Yeah, probably just Byron. be like, this is yeah, the place maybe. specifically. Come to Byron <laughs> Bay. Yes, yes. Use, use my restaurants. Well, okay, so we did it. Is that the end of the movie? That's it. Are we done? That's, that's, every, that's every single beat. It does end like that. It, it ends with him on the beach. Of him, of him not attending events. Oh, no, the very last house. thing is him yeah. lying on the beach about to that's fall asleep. Right. Oh. And then Wayne Knight's like, hey, Jerry. No, but it's not even him. <laughs> no, no. He's not even there. <laughs> it's a, he's hiding behind a newspaper and yeah, his voice yeah. is there, but they, they weren't going to film that's him right. in the, Byron Bay. On the front page news, it says... Wayne, Wayne Knight, Knight buys place in no Byron no Bay Wayne Knight brings like um oh of the Broadway show Broadway to Australia to Byron yeah yeah Broadway to Byron why is that the front page and then they just use the same clip of him going hello my baby hello yeah. my honey hello yeah. my ragdame gal <laughs> is that really like a Broadway show people are doing that yeah people love that that frog cartoon with the, with the top <laughs> hat and the cane they just love Wayne Knight plays <laughs> frog from cartoon plays frog that's the whole <laughs> Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, Mitch. What do you I'm say? Gonna, I'm gonna come in hot with with a spicy, spicy sauce of a rating. Yeah, that's right. Three point one. Wow. And my, go, go, I, go, go, go. Yeah. No, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was a shoddy movie. You know what? Four point one because um, Australian accents make me really happy when I hear them in movies for some mm. reason. 
when I hear like a normal Australian person, and I did notice that all the Australians came off really cool and normal, <laughs> and all the Americans came off fucking annoying yeah. and sucked. And I was like, ah, I like a to movie see. made for Paul Hogan <laughs> by Paul Hogan <laughs> about Paul Hogan. Um, yeah, so four point four. Four point no, let's 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 go in the middle on a three point seven, and that is my final answer. <laughs> three point seven, three point six, three point five. I need to actually know because I write these down. The last one that I said, three point five. Five. I'm okay. gonna say three point four. Wait, three point five. Tarot cash. Three point. The, ca- the code one, is three point five. Tarot cash. Repeating tarot cash. All right, I'll go next, guys, because it's my turn to talk. I've had enough of your tarot cash stuff. I actually enjoyed Wait, we watching didn't, this. We didn't spin the wheel every time one of us talks to figure oh, out look, which one of us is going to talk. Oh, look, it landed on me yet again. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, you were <laughs> lucky this time. You predicted where the wheel would land. What happens if the wheel lands on Declan again after this? I well, every my score that's the problem. Every again. square says Declan, except for this tiny little sliver, which says everyone else. I'm giving this movie a 5.5. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed watching it. I liked the color. I liked the brightness. It was very bright. I, I found Paul Hogan kind of irresistible. Mm. Like something about that lackadaisical, it just like walk through life. should have called the irresistible Mr. Dundee. Yeah. And he was still handsome and he had these like beautiful fake veneer teeth. Mm. And you're like, just an 80-year-old man, you know, movies take a long time to shoot. You're out in the Hollywood sun. You're traveling to Byron Bay to do a couple of shots. There are a lot of... The the celebrity cameos keep you interested because you're like, who's next? What is going to happen next? The plot was dumb. The green screening of all the car scenes was really bad. Um, every time they went to another time of him watching a news report, I was like, is this like the only kind of plot vehicle they have to keep this movie going? But I still enjoyed it enough for what it was. But I was still a little... It was bittersweet for me because I thought this is kind of his swan song. This is like his Mm. last... Probably Mm. the last time he ever stars in a movie. It's very specifically about his life. This is the legacy piece that he's going to leave on. Didn't even get a cinema release. I would say partially because of the quality, partially because every cinema around the world is closed right now. But yeah, it was it was weird to see like that much Australiana and kind of comedic history all laid out on this plate. And you're like, I, it wasn't good, but I still enjoyed eating it. Mm. Now, yeah, so I'm going to go 5.5. Yeah, I, th- I thought that the movie itself was um, kept me entertained practically through the whole thing i mean it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic movie don't get me wrong but um yeah i i enjoyed it um i thought paul hogan's performance was really really fun because of this the same reason i really loved bo derrick in um what's that <laughs> bolero. bolero bolero he just was so unaffected by anything around him i thought that was so it was funny he just didn't give a shit because that, at that age what do you exactly, care about doesn't it's care. like i want to talk to my granddaughter and have a nap yeah, um, I, I, for some reason, it reminded me so much of, um, I don't know, like the shittier Gervais and Merchant shows, like, what's that one with Warwick, um, the, the, the little person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, Warwick, Warwick called Little, little life, Life's Too Short. <laughs> life's Too Short. Life, 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 I think that's putting, that's putting Life's Too Short on a unfair, like, if you're comparing those two, yeah. like, there's no way like, which is yeah, worse that, it's definitely a, the, a better it's better than program that. than right than, than or like what yeah. was the other bad one 
It was just like no, an excuse I, to bring in a different celebrity and make fun of them. Extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extras. extras is very, very good though. Yeah. But like, it did remind me of extras a little bit. Because um, it's celebrities skewering themselves. Yeah, and then again, I think just by by sort of like, then you follow that thread into Hello Ladies, which is Merchant again on his own in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, pathetic. And it also had the guy that was in this movie in that TV <laughs> yeah. show. So it all kind of like lines in together. And I think that like when I watch comedy movies, I don't like there to be like, I, I find that three act um, flow of a movie applied to comedy really draining. And it takes away from the ability for there to be gags and jokes because this movie didn't adhere to that. And it was just bit after bit after bit. Like I found it more enjoyable. That's the way I like my comedy movies. I can just wait for the next joke and not give a shit about the storyline. Um, so I found it more entertaining than probably most comedy movies that, uh, well, uh, 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 you know, that follow the correct formula. I'm going to give it a 6.4 and that's 0.1 below, um, Staying Alive and anything else that's currently on 6.4 I'd like you to slide that down the scale to 6.3 and in doing that I think what will happen is you'll slide one down to 6.4 then you'll have two at 6.4 I'll get you to take one of them I don't care which one and move that down to 6.3 you're going to have to write this algorithm out (laughs) you guys with your dynamic point system (laughs) every week it's changing everything but it makes sense because you're seeing a new tomato in a new context and it means you have to reevaluate. well that's the thing with all it's very annoying to follow <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's why I wanted to record this episode so quickly. I think it's now been well, maybe I've been talking eight. very slowly. I'm sorry. No, I mean like since we watched the movie, but oh, it was like eight or nine days ago that I watched the movie, and um, I'm I must be very fickle with these things because I loved it when I watched it, and now <laughs> I. I seem to hate Paul Hogan. Like I'm just thinking about all the things I've said about Paul Hogan during this episode, and I don't think I, I've, for some reason, the impression I've gotten from this movie in a delayed eight or nine day period is not. It's it'll mm. sour for you guys too. I'm sure over three or four days you'll come to see what I see, which is that Paul Hogan is a mischievous, mischievous yeah. old man. Yeah. He's not making <laughs> jokes. He's reframing his history, and he's doing so in a most tacit and and an undesirable way and it's it was malicious. nice to see Chevy Chase and John Cleese just being silly though wasn't it yeah. oh that's it yeah no, I lo- it w- John Cleese was was the reason that it the was movie comforting. worked but John Cleese's yeah. scenes weren't funny I didn't think no he, he had like two, funny. He had two, two little moments John Cleese hasn't been funny in like no, 40 years like what's he done <laughs> seriously A Fish Called Wanda that was pretty good though. Uh, that was good? that when was that the 90s the 80s I'm gonna say 90s I think it's lauded or it's lauded but I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know. I didn't get it. Maybe I need to watch it. Again. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't, didn't get, get Bla- it, I didn't get Blackadder either though. What? I love Blackadder. Blackadder just bounces sick, right man. off me. Um, so in light of that, I give this movie a five point four. Ooh. Okay. In nice. light of Blackadder. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to I gave Blackadder, which I never quite so. got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I give it um, a five point four. Do you want to take us out with uh, your best Jim Jeffries story? Yeah, so one time me and Jim were getting uh, Maccas and he said, can I have a hash brown? And I said, Jim, I don't think they do that after 10. He said, no, they changed the menu. And sure as hell, he was right. 
and oh. he's always ahead of the curve. Yeah. I've always said <laughs> he that. He knows the McDonald's him. menu yeah. like the back of his hand. So good. And it's just like, his you know, me, me and him just do that sort of stuff together is the real point of the story. We just, me and Jim. How did Jim, Jim such Jeffries a become, fucker, man? How, how like, did Jim Jeffries become like successful over in the States? What, what happened there? Um, is he just a good at comedy? Because I, yeah. I found he, out about him f- from your excellent movie. That's the first introduction that I knew the about excellent him. The very excellent man, yeah. my mate. He was doing... Well, we don't talk about that on this podcast. He was doing stand-up in Australia, then he moved to England, and he lived there for like eight years, and that's where he kind of got going. Uh-huh. And then he got to do... He did a couple of like DVD specials in England, and then he went to America. He got, I guess he got scouted or whatever, and he did an HBO special there. Mm. And um, it was he actually had to buy himself out of one of his like he like he signed a contract to do like four specials on, on, in for like an, a UK distributor or something, mm. and he had to buy himself out of it to try and go to America to do the special. And so he like had to spend all his money paying wow. this contract back to hope. And then he went to America, and the special did good. And now he's yeah, now so it's he's all doing just the back things. of his comedy uh, of his stand up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jimmy's stand-up's always been really sort of upfront and in your face. I remember yeah. once James and I were going through the Hungry Jack's drive-through, and he said to mm-hmm. me, "Order me a hash brown." And I said, "I don't think they do that after ten o'clock." And sure as hell, he was right. He's always ahead of the curve. Yeah, that guy. and he's got that bit as well on his latest special about the hash browns and sort of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he but just it, goes through the menus of takeaway places it's just, and it's whether just they sort serve of all their breakfast as well. Yeah. Like as someone who's had a bit of a success, yes, that's fair but he's still up there doing good comedy about hash browns and fast food menus. Yeah. As someone who's had a McDonald's breakfast, he is right. Jimmy's yeah. an innovator. Yeah. He's in, no, he's in an elevator, a Schindler's, Schindler's lift. Mm. lift. And with that, thank you for listening. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 Two, two, three, three four, four day, six days. a little baby in town. That's the age you die. <laughs> cool. All right. But in all seriousness, Okay. Now, did you guys want to rate the movie again? <laughs> Let's go around the horn I'm one give more it time. One, two. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> we forgot to thank oh, Anthony Lapalia for his surprise appearance. Oh, he's back on the phone. Is he? Anthony. Hi, boys. What did you think? We never got your opinion on the movie. What did you think? I saw that my old mate Hogan French is one of my favorite Hogan French. And I see him. And street, we'll just fade out. I on see this. him we'll just fade uh, this in out. California Thank and Crocodile okay. Dundee. Okay. I always say, just, Why don't yeah. they call it cocking? Let's take it down. Cocking dial. <laughs> yeah, we'll fade him up. Fade Lapalia down. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. Okay, I think he's, he's running out of steam. One, two, three. <laughs> 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 <laughs>